Hello, and welcome again to another installment of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I am the CEO and founder of Mara Poling, and I am appreciative that you're going to spend the next 20 to 30 minutes with me as we chat about a topic that is, I think, of real importance and something that uh, more folks should spend time on, and that is something we call Read the Docs. I like starting out um, this particular topic with uh, a comment that I'll often share with clients, in particular with prospective clients, uh, and that's this. Um, I don't lie. Um, when I'm chatting with somebody on the phone, I will tell them straight up, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I will give you straight answers to your questions. I don't think others lie either. Um, I don't think that's the norm in this industry uh, for sponsors that are syndicating real estate investments. And if I was trying to talk somebody out of their hard-earned money, isn't that exactly what I would say? Yeah. <laughs> so um, don't believe me. Don't believe what other people say. Read the docs. There are a set of documents prepared for each and every one of these types of investments that each investor, each prospective investor, should become familiar with. And in doing so, uh, you may determine that that investment is not suitable for you. You may determine that you have more questions to engage the sponsor with. And you may also come to the conclusion that what you thought about this investment is correct and that it is a good fit for you and that you'll move forward. It's critical, especially with real estate, that you make yourself comfortable ahead of time with what you're going to be doing, uh, because unlike an equity or a bond or other types of investments, there is limited to no liquidity in a real estate investment. So you put your money into a piece of property, whether it's you buying a duplex yourself or making an investment with a firm like Mara Poling, and then you decide a few weeks or a few months later that you know what, I just learned something that I didn't understand about this. I need to get my money and leave. Your money isn't there anymore, right? It's in that duplex. It's not sitting around in some bank account. It's in the 200 unit property that I purchased. Um, so you wanna make sure you know what you're getting yourself into before you get yourself into it. And the way to do that is to read the docs. So let's talk a little bit about what are these docs, documents, right? Uh, what are they? The three that we talk with our clients about the most is the private placement memorandum. You'll often hear the term PPM, the operating agreement, and the subscription agreement. So a little bit more about each of those. Uh, the private placement memorandum, think prospectus, right? If you uh, invest in a mutual fund, or in a share of stock, you'll often get from your brokerage house uh, a packet in the mail and it'll have the prospectus in it. Uh, it's often a relatively modestly sized document, maybe uh, you know four by seven, something like, like that. Um, but it can be a half an inch, three quarters of an inch, an inch thick with you know six point font, uh, pretty tight stuff in there. And if you read a prospectus, and I would hazard a guess that the vast majority of you that are listening today have not read every prospectus for every investment you've ever been in. Uh, 
if you read them, they they say a number of things. One, uh, they're, they say what you would expect lawyers to say. There's a lot of legal language, a lot of language that sounds like it's protecting the uh, company that's issued that prospectus. Uh, and you'll also see that there's a lot of stuff in there that says, don't do this, and here's why you shouldn't do it. Well, private placement memorandums, PPMs, are the prospectus, if you will, for the kinds of investments that we uh, provide folks at Mara Polling and other sponsors that are like us do. Uh, it works just like a prospectus. It's written by lawyers. There's language in there that's honestly there to protect everyone. Yes, it protects the manager that has uh, put that investment together, but it also protects the uh, members and the investors in that investment uh, by making sure that everyone is clear about what they are uh, signing up for. Uh, and there's specific sections that address what goes on in terms of each state and other requirements that might be out there. It does include page after page after page of don't do this because this can go wrong and here's what we mean by this can go wrong. Things like uh, everything from an act of God, right? A, uh, uh, you know, severe weather or earthquake uh, or those sorts of things to um, things like uh, the market could turn against us, the cost of funds could change and so on. So items that are more maybe economically related. Uh, and while managers like myself will do all that we can to moderate those risks, if you are looking for a risk-free investment, hop in your car and drive down to your local brokerage house or bank and get yourself a certificate of deposit or a, a treasury bill or something like that, and you're gonna earn one or two, maybe close to 3%. That's, uh, that's what no risk looks like. Uh, and that's about as no risk as you can get. Uh, the work we do at Mara Polling is intended to be of moderate risk, right? So we're on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of risk. Our returns are a little more modest because of that. Uh, you still wanna read our PPM because it has all the things in it that could go sideways. And I don't suggest you read it because those things are going to happen. Obviously, no sponsor hopes that those things happen. That's they're there really as a disclaimer that this is a potentiality. But I encourage you to read them because it may jog a question. You may read that and say, huh, one of the things it talks about in here is the reliance on principles. Uh, and I don't mean principles like uh, good versus evil. I mean, principles as in uh, myself. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Polling. If I get hit by a bus this afternoon, gee, that could be an impact to our investments, which might lead you to ask me a question like, so what's the succession plan? What happens if something does hap have to happen to you? And that's a great question, and I get that asked on a regular basis, and we have a, a very clear succession plan that I'm more than happy to share with folks. Um, by the way, if as we go through this, if there's anything that you listen to and you go, wow, this sounds really interesting, I would love to talk to Pat. Um, just go to our website, uh, marapolling.com, that's M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com, and uh, you can set up a call with me there. You can uh, find an email link for me. Uh, you can email just me directly if you'd like at pat, P-A-T, at marapolling.com, uh, and I'd be more than happy to go into the actual specific details of some of these items with you. This is really intended today to simply help you understand that there's things out there that you ought to be looking at. Uh, we strongly encourage people to do that. So, um, so that's the PPN. 
The operating agreement. Well, when you're making an investment, again, in the kinds of assets that we manage and the way we structure them, you are becoming a member in a limited liability company. And that limited liability company is governed by this operating agreement. It basically sets the rules of the road for what the operating, um, pardon me, what the uh, LLC will do and how it does it. Everything from how cash is managed to how uh, uh, losses and profits and cash are distributed to uh, tax treatment and a host of other factors to decision-making, who makes decisions, how they're made uh, about the purchase of assets, the sale of assets, the leveraging of assets, and so on. Um, when people ask me questions about how we're going to do things, there's always two parts to that answer. One is, the this is what our plan is. Here's what we intend to do. The second is, go read the PPM and these other documents because it lays out what I am authorized to do. And I may, at some point in time in the future, make a decision that has evolved from what I originally said as long as it's within the confines of that operating agreement, then that's a fair decision to make. So if there's something you see in an operating agreement or a PPM that gives you pause, that you're like, well, I'm not comfortable if that's going to happen, that may be a sign that that investment's not a fit for you. Uh, and if you were talking to us about that, we'd be completely comfortable saying, great, then don't put your money in. Uh, you want to be, be comfortable that you've done the right thing uh, and that it's a good fit for you and I can't tell you if it's a good fit for you, only you can do that. So uh, so that's the PPM, that's the operating agreement. There's one other document uh, that you'll execute if you do some work with us, uh, and that is the subscription agreement. And this document essentially goes through and uh, in a very simple way says, uh, I'm qualified to make this investment. Here's the information about me. Uh, I am agreeing to allow you to take my money and to go do these things with it. Uh, and uh, understand and abide by the other documents, right? The operating agreement and the private placement memorandum. Uh, and then depending upon the way in which you might hold title, which by the way, give some thought to that. Um, if you do not have an attorney that you work with regarding your estate uh, or a qualified uh, tax professional that you work with, uh, I would strongly encourage you to get that team put together uh, in advance of making these kinds of investments uh, so that they can give you proper advice on uh, holding title. Are you doing that as an individual, as tenants in common? Uh, are you doing it uh, jointly with rights of uh, survivorship? Are you um, doing it as a trust? Is it a revocable or an irrevocable trust? Uh, there's lots of ways to hold title and there's no one way that's the right way. Uh, the right way is what you uh, would determine after you've had some good advice from the kinds of folks we just described. Um, so those are the three documents. Uh, if you uh, go to marapolling.com uh, and click on one of the learn more boxes, you can actually download our PPM operating agreement and subscription agreement. Uh, even if you're not thinking that you might want to work with us, that's fine. Go ahead and download those and that'll give you a chance to see what something like that actually says. And, uh, and as I said, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions uh, that you have after you've done that. So where do these things come from? Uh, they don't just fall out of the sky um, and they're not form documents that you find on the internet and just download. Maybe somebody out there has done that, but that's certainly not what a reputable sponsor would, uh, would do. Uh, they come from a fairly rigorous process 
that is uh, not only uh, required from a regulatory standpoint, uh, because we are uh, ultimately subject to um, SEC uh, oversight, uh, but they come from uh, the hard work of our regulatory team. So our regulatory attorneys uh, not only prepare these documents, it took a number of months for them to be created uh, and make sure that uh, we were not only in compliance with regulations, but that they uh, appropriately described uh, what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. Uh, and then they are routinely reviewed. Uh, and that's another key component of this because the world changes, right? Regulations evolve, new regulations are added. It's rare that a regulation gets removed. It may be altered in some way, but generally speaking, we don't take laws off the books. We just add new laws uh, to them. Uh, and they need to be reviewed on a regular basis and made sure that they're current. Uh, and that's what our regulatory team uh, does. Uh, these are professionals. That's what they do for a living. Uh, we have great confidence that they've done all this work correctly. Uh, and we have scrutinized every bit of these uh, documents to make sure that we're comfortable, uh, that the message that's being communicated is consistent with what our intentions are in terms of how we're going to um, how we're going to operate so if you're talking to someone about a potential investment uh, again could be us or if you're talking to some other sponsor that's out there uh, ask questions uh, ask for a copy i'd like to see the private placement memorandum i'd like to see the operating agreement i'd like to see the subscription agreement um, and i'd like to see all those before i'm being asked to execute them uh, so that you can actually read them and review them uh, if you have questions, pose them to them uh, so that uh, so that you can get your answers. Uh, and uh, and they should be consistent. What you see in those documents should be consistent based on the process I just described of how they're created. They should be consistent with what you're getting in the way of uh, answers to your questions uh, by the sponsor, as well as any collateral material you might get. Um, marketing material, flyers, pamphlets, webinars, podcasts like this. Um, those are not legal documents, right? Read the docs. You want to go find the PPM, the operating agreement and subscription agreement and look at them. So here's something I hear pretty regularly from folks when we uh, do get them to engage with the PPM and the other documents is, well, I haven't really made it through all of them yet. They're too long and they are long. Like I said, it's like a prospectus. Um, you know, our uh, entire document set is north of a hundred pages um, and it's dry reading. You know, it's not the kind of thing you're gonna curl up with and get excited about plowing through. Um, you might take uh, a few attempts to get all the way through them. I encourage folks, um, if you're, if you're a digital person, uh, open them in uh, Acrobat or some other reader and use the digital highlighter to highlight areas that you might want to ask questions about. If you're a print person, print them out and do the same thing, maybe with a pen or a highlighter. Again, so you've got some notes when you are, when you are done. Uh, and I would encourage you to look for items that fit really into two categories. One, uh, things that you have questions about. I'm not really sure that I understand what this means it's not clear to me, or I've read this in the PPM and I read this in the operating agreement. I'm not sure that I understand. They, I think I'm interpreting these as being different when they should be the same. Um, that's a great question to ask. Um, and, and one that I will get on occasion when somebody says, gee, I'm not sure that I understand what this means. Um, 
there'll also be questions that'll come about from the standpoint of um, simply looking at the document and uh, not just and just not understanding that particular component, right? Um, and so there may be a question about that, not a uh, how the documents coordinate, but more about the specific uh, just text of that one as well. The other category, right? So the understanding is one category. The other category that I would encourage you to look at in, and this is really the one I would strongly encourage you to make a list of, is uh, those items that, yes, you fully understand them, and they are not consistent with what you are looking for. Um, so this could have everything to do with the uh, waterfall. Um, so the structure of how the return uh, is managed. Um, waterfall is a term that is broadly used to describe essentially the way that investors make their money out of a deal uh, and sponsors earn their, uh, their fees and their uh, promote or carried interest or whatever the term is that might be used uh, in that document. So if you've got a question about that or about the kind of asset the manager is uh, authorized to purchase or the ways profits are distributed or losses are distributed or any of those items, um, you want to make a list of those uh, and either send them off to your sponsor or better yet, I would encourage you get a phone call going. Uh, we do a lot of that in which we uh, help folks get through those documents. Uh, and so please, I would encourage you to do that. I have to say that not everyone does that. Um, just given the speed with which some folks have uh, made it through our process, I'm fairly confident that they've not reviewed all the documents. And ultimately, that's your decision to make. If, if you're uh, of a mind that you like the investment you've seen and you're simply going to go ahead and move forward, ultimately, I guess that's your decision. We really encourage folks, read the documents. There's a reason they were prepared. Uh, therefore, everyone's protection. Uh, they set the rules of the road uh, and help everyone get comfortable with how it's uh, how it's going to operate. Um, like I said, you can go to marapolling.com and download uh, a copy of ours to uh, to learn more about uh, what a set actually looks like. Happy to answer uh, questions that uh, that you may have. Uh, I'd also like to invite you um, stop by the website and uh, take a look at the learning center. And in the Learning Center, you'll not only find links to uh, podcasts, which I'm assuming you've found since you're listening to me, um, but you'll also find links to uh, upcoming webinars that we have. Uh, there is a webinar uh, coming up in, I believe it's a number of weeks. I'm not sure exactly what. It's, it's not this month. It's, it's uh, coming up in, uh, uh, a little later this fall, in which we'll be going through this exact same topic the benefit of attending that webinar is we'll actually have the documents there and we can kind of show you some of what we've been describing here uh, in audio form. Uh, you'll, you'll have the, uh, the video that goes along with it. And because it's a live webinar, you'll be able to ask questions. So I encourage you to sign up uh, for those. We've already had some great webinars uh, so far this season. Uh, we did one on uh, value add a couple weeks back. We just had one uh, very recently on financials and reporting. Uh, those recordings are available on the uh, Learning Center at marapolling.com. We're very committed to education. We, we want to help every one of you that's out there learn more about multifamily real estate investing. Uh, an educated investor is an investor that's going to be able to make a decision that's in their best interest. And ultimately, we're very confident that's in not only our best interest at Mara Polling, but in the best interest of everyone that's involved in this, in this process, whether it be another sponsor or ourselves, 
um, everybody should um, should want people to be in investments that are a good fit for them. And nobody wants somebody to be in an investment that's uh, that's not a good fit. That's certainly the approach that we um, that we advocate. So I hope you enjoyed um, today's session. If you have questions, Pat at marapolling.com. Visit us at the Learning Center. Stop by the uh, stop by the website. Uh, whether you've listened to us on iTunes or Alexa or Google Play or Stitcher or all the other wonderful platforms we've on, please uh, subscribe so that you don't miss out on uh, on any of the sessions we have coming up. Uh, we've got a wonderful season that we're about a third of the way into, so we've got lots of good content still to uh, to come. And with that, have a uh, have a great rest of your day, and thanks for joining us.